Bishop and the Council Roundup. Four-plus-hour meeting last night that included zoning. We're not going to touch on that. And included an executive session at the tail end after four hours and a few comments from the public. But uh, lots to get to, uh, including uh, some heated debate about firehouses. We'll also uh, cover what's going on with the electrical grid and the concerns there. Uh, and so much more. It's right here on WMAY. The Council Roundup each and every Wednesday on Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. I'm Greg Bishop, 713. And the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. Head West Subs. All right, let's get right into it. Last night, they had uh, special visitors from the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes there to uh, talk a bit about what they've got coming up. Uh, they've got 30 games planned, all kinds of events and entertainment, and that includes launching somebody out of a cannon on their first game coming up in June. And uh, it's not going to be Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, though. Ev evidently, they didn't raise enough money to shoot me out of the cannon. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Oh, we're still working on that. So. <laughs> all right. That's Sounds like a good time, the actually. The interested in is a, uh, we used to do a city-county softball game on a Sunday. Yeah. So if that's ever an opportunity, um, I, heard I think we were the, uh, stuff, so I think uh, we're the reigning The city's won the last two games. That's right. <laughs> oh, there she is. Uh, having some fun there. Then uh, Alderman Sean Gregory uh, talked to the wrestling star that's part of the team with the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes. <laughs> I remember watching you when I was a young kid. And <laughs> no, you're trying to make me feel old, right? I remember watching you. I even know, the, know how you used to say it. So, man, it's, it's, it's a pleasure meeting you. And That's funny, huh? <laughs> you can hear how excited he was to, to meet that wrestling star. So, thumbs up on that. All right. Uh, there was more clips from all that I could have played, but we got so much more to get to, guys. All right, bear with me. I feel like I'm going to talk like the Micro Machine Man. Uh, last night, they had the Inspector General there to... Uh, talk about uh, a variety of things and um, in particular you've got uh, the issue that we had a couple of weeks ago where a, a citizen came up in front of the council talked about how he was in a relationship with a woman who was married to a uh, city employee and how that city employee uh, did some research on this individual uh, he claims that he did it illegally and uh, used that information to try to tarnish his record and so on uh, so there was a lot of uh, really just you know, days of our lives type of soap opera type stuff going on. Uh, but obviously the uh, the individual felt like his rights were violated. Well, the inspector general in front of the uh, city council last night saying he investigated and uh, uh, ultimately even uh, the clerk was brought up in this and it happened six years ago. Uh, statute of limitations on any possible violations are up. So here's some of the uh, the final conclusions. No wonder nobody has done anything because if you go to a prosecutor and say this crime took place six years ago and has a three-year statute of limitations, guess what they're going to say to you? I got a stack of reports a foot high of crimes that took place last night that I can prosecute and investigate. I'm not going to look into a case that took place six years ago, and even if I find something, there's nothing I can do about it. So, um, yeah, he says he's closing the case. I'm closing my file. I'm not doing any more work on this case. I don't think it's that ne necessary. And I suggest that you do the same, that you've heard Mr. Strack, you heard his side of the story, you've now heard my investigation. You can do 
And he's done with that. Uh, so I guess that's uh, that's not going to go any further. All right, stay tuned. We got a lot more to get to, including a conversation about rolling brownouts and blackouts and power shortages. So we'll hear from Doug Brown and questions from Alderman and so much more that's all on the way here with Springfield's Morning News and the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. It's the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Head West Subs. And each and every Wednesday, we bring you highlights from the Springfield City Council meeting. Last night's meeting, a four-hour meeting. Oh. Uh, and they talked about energy. Uh, we've been having uh, some some headlines lately of uh, concerns over rolling brownouts and energy shortages. Doug Brown with CWLP there last night to address some of these concerns. Uh, rolling blackouts, increase in prices. Uh, you know, other utilities have made some statements, um, and I kind of wanted to uh, bring some clarity uh, to everything and kind of explain where we're at with. Uh, what we have uh, as well and our resources. CWLP, of course, is a municipally owned utility, different from like Ameren, for instance, uh, and, and other utilities across the, the state. Uh, but uh, more from Doug Brown about what's going on. You know, we've got these thermal plants that are retiring across the state and the MISO region and, and as a whole. It's troublesome because it's leading to higher prices and reliability issues. And this, this problem for the summer um, is here, but Unfortunately, these are going to linger until the, the stability can be brought back to the energy markets. He goes on to talk about other things that are impacting the markets. And it's complicated because you, we have issues of natural gas costs, supply chain issues, all these, uh, these variables that are playing into causing this turmoil. Base load generation uh, retirements are, are coming on faster than expected, so that's thermal generation. Um, there's a lack of new generation. Renewables are not being installed fast enough. And uh, they're also, they're not accredited like baseload thermal units. They, they're intermittent uh, resources, so they're valued less for their capacity. So last night, he also talked about uh, insurance companies are moving away from insuring coal-fired power plants, and you've got other costs. Why would somebody invest in a power plant like that if it's going to have to shut down, according to Illinois state law, by 2045 or so? Uh, but another official from CWLP was there last night and uh, kind of laid out some of the steps that are going to be taken here if there are indeed energy shortages this summer. On our side, there's demand reductions um, that will, will take place at the plant level. We go through and we'll shut off a lot of vent fans. We shut off lighting. We do a lot of demand reduction on our side. So demand reduction, uh, what does that mean exactly? Here's more. So even though we might be able to cover the majority of our load, there's still going to be times where we will be asked to shed load or take mitigation steps to reduce our energy demand to help the regional grid as a whole. So mitigation, a word we heard a lot about during COVID, but I think you're going to hear a lot about it as well when it comes to energy resources. More on what other steps are going to be taken. We will put our peaking units on. Um, then, then when it gets up to a certain level of event, we will notify our top 100 customers to start conserving energy. Um, we'll make that broader appeal to our co other customers. And at that point, you know, then we get into voltage reductions. And then at the end of that, the last step is rolling blackouts. So rolling blackouts, also known as rolling brownouts. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Uh, we have circuits identified and we'll be able to go through and roll through those. Our plan is every 15 minutes. Um, so we'll shut a, a circuit down for 15 minutes, go to the next circuit, close it, 
re-energize the one prior to that. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, a rolling brownouts, last resort, but it would be um, literally a rolling brownout. First, going to the major energy user, saying resources are tight, please restrict what you're using, and then going from there and doing circuit by circuit by circuit rolling brownouts. Here's more from Doug Brown last night. But it, we look at capacity to meet our obligation with our own generation, bilateral purchases, and then the yearly auction. Energy's almost the same. Uh, we use our generation, bilateral purchases, day-ahead purchases, and real-time purchases to basically cover our load. Just got a note. Uh, the other gentleman that was talking is Scott Rogers. He is the electric, the electric division manager. I appreciate that. Thank you <laughs> for passing that note along. Um, but more from Doug Brown about uh, how the city itself, with the municipally owned utility, coal-fired power plant, Dalman 4, uh, can, can provide a buffer of sorts to a degree when it comes to energy resources and uh, the crunch that's expected. But with Unifor acting as a shield, we're definitely in a better position. But uh, the Citizens Utility Board, Cub, it's predicting basically double prices for, for most others in the state. And he said Ameren, uh, which is not CWLP, but all part of the grid, um, is putting out the, the call that you're going to see increased prices as just a regular utility consumer. It looks like there's anywhere from $48 to hundreds of dollars more per month. Man. Um, that's going to be increased on their average customer bill. Uh, you know, Ameren doesn't own their own generation, at least Ameren, Illinois, doesn't own their own generation, so they're more exposed than what we are. So uh, you can see that uh, if you don't live in Springfield, of course, uh, you have different utility, uh, but uh, the impacts are going to be sweeping across most of the state of Illinois, uh, not just from higher prices, but also uh, reliability issues. Uh, Brown talks about what the next steps are. We want to be able to promote conservation more. Um, I think that's going to be important. We want to show uh, how they can conserve and really be prepared for like any worst case scenario for rolling blackouts if that really occurred. Um, but they are a last resort. I want to make sure that's clear for everybody that that's the last resort that, that would take place. We understand that, but uh, man, just hearing about it, uh, especially from, from officials at utilities, uh, and the, 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 the drum is being being hit here over and over again. All right, so um, what else is going to happen here? Now, uh, I guess one silver lining is Doug Brown with CWLP saying this year may not be the year for this. It might actually be next year. Here's what he said. Next year, they will shut down, though. They won't be operating if they keep their promise. Um, so next year could be a lot more scarier when it comes to rolling blackouts in 2023. Wow. Yeah. So next year might be uh, even more uh, contentious when it comes to energy shortages. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a lot of money. You know, the energy prices are increasing dramatically. But our, our generation is helping protect us. Right. And I want to make sure that's understood. I don't, I don't, by and I don't mean to cut well. you off, but oh, sure. let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. What did you hope to accomplish with this presentation? Just short, sweet. What did you hope to accomplish? Well, it's, 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 it's basically, again, it's just educating the, the you and the public for what we have. What's the value of the utility? All right. So uh, we'll hear more from the Alderman, uh, Alderman Donnellan, Alderman Desenso, Alderman Redpath, and more uh, here coming up next with the Council Roundup. Uh, Four-hour meeting last night. The talk about possible rolling brownouts was just one minor component. We also had a lot of heated discussion about firehouses, uh, so stay tuned for that and so much more. It's here with WMAY. Four-hour meeting last night, and we're 
just getting through some of it. It is the Council Roundup on Springfield's News and Talk, 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's Morning News, and I'm Greg Bishop. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. So last segment, we were hearing from CWLP and some officials there uh, talking about uh, energy issues, uh, the, the possibility of rolling brownouts and blackouts because of uh, reliability issues uh, and uh, getting some questions now from Alderman, Alderman Donnellan, uh, laying it out there. Here is we're, the comments from last night. We're covering our butt. You're telling us that we could have blackouts, but you said something in that was key. You said, we're trying to stay in front of it. What's the plan? We're trying to stay in front of it. What's the plan? So uh, the plan, uh, information, education, encouraging people to uh, conserve where possible, and then last resort being those rolling brownouts. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso. Climate change is real. Everyone's been saying this for years, and we haven't listened, and we haven't kept up as, as a society. Um, so this is what we're dealing with now. We are dealing with hotter summers, colder winters, um, more wind, more extreme storms. These are facts. This is science. So, you know, I, if we can have a debate about uh, is it climate change that's causing the power grid to have a crunch, or is it government policies that are causing the power grid to have a crunch? Uh, you know, summers are always hot, and, and you know, the, the, at least in central Illinois, we always get, uh, you know, severe weather uh, depending on uh, the month. But, but you know, really, I, th we didn't hear that climate change is what's driving coal-fired power plants to shut down. It's government regulations that are causing some coal-fired power plants to say, I can't invest in this. We're just going to go ahead and retire this thing. It's the uh, insistence on more unreliable, uh, renewable energy like wind and solar that's causing the crunch. Uh, so there's a whole host of things that are that are feeding into it. Yeah, there's a place to have a conversation about uh, the environment and climate change, but I don't know if that's part of what's going on with the energy crisis that's, that's playing out here. Alderman Redpath last night. Really happy to hear that solar and wind's coming, man. Isn't that a great thing? He also talked about uh, how the politics could change. Well, you know, the political atmosphere is about to change. I understand that. Things are going to get better. And and we're not going to get through this until uh, until we have help from Congress. And that's... Well, I can hear some people say, oh. <laughs> so politics obviously making its way uh, into the Springfield City Council last night. Uh, Alderwoman Conley uh, talking about uh, uh, what's ultimately going to be happening here. What you're talking about for Springfield, I, I would like to know, do we have a commitment that what you're talking about here are 15-minute in intervals. And that's about the brownouts. Uh, and you heard that comment earlier from uh, another CWLP official who um, uh, talked last night, Scott Rogers, the electric division manager, saying that, uh, you know, the last resort would be rolling brownouts of 15-minute intervals on different circuits. Here's Alderwoman Conley. What do people who have disabilities, who have uh, reliance on energy, consistent supply of energy to their homes, what are the steps that they need to take to inform you so that their house is not is not interrupted? Doug Brown responding. A critical care type of situation that right. that, that they have to belong to. I mean, it's not. If it's just disabled, they might not be qualified for that. But if there's certain qualifications that they meet going through our commercial office, um, they can qualify to get put on that list. Yeah, I think like critical care type of stuff, uh, dealing with if you need a respirator or that type of thing, something that needs to be powered. Alderman McMiniman, I think this is also where Alderman Redpath go back and forth together. Listen. You know, as far as what's our plan for these rolling 
a blackout that might last for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Everyone should have a flashlight um, at night, whatever. Joe, please. No, no. <laughs> People want to dumb this down, so let's dumb it down. What, I mean, you know, we have what, to be what prepared. About the, what about the Sorry, senior the citizens who can't have exactly. air conditioning, okay? Rises. Think about that. Well, I know. I, I, I visit, a, visit a nursing home once a week, okay. and they got the electric generators. one. <laughs> Did you just say I should be in a nursing home? Yeah. Let, well, uh, let Alderman McMillan. That's an gosh. interesting comment. Um, but no, I just visit once a week. Uh, I hope to stay out. Um, I can show you some good ones I know about, though, Chuck. <laughs> I love the council roundup. Oh, it's a... <laughs> what in the world? What kind? I know. I, I, I visit, a, visit a nursing home once a week, okay. and they got the electric generators. <laughs> Did you just say I should be in a nursing home? Yeah. Well, let, uh, let Alderman McMillan. That's an interesting comment. Um, but no, I just visit once a week. Uh, I hope to stay out. Um, I can show you some good ones I know about, though, Chuck. Oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, that's rich. Uh, the personalities. It's uh, it's it's it's. It makes covering the city council that much more fun. All right, so we're actually going to hear a lot more about this situation with Doug Brown. He's going to join us on these airwaves tomorrow to talk more detail about what it's ultimately uh, where we're at, where we're going, uh, and what rolling brownouts can possibly mean. So we'll talk with Doug Brown about this tomorrow at this time, so be sure to make that appointment to listen here on Springfield's Morning News. 92.7 WMAY Springfield's News and Talk. All right, uh, speaking of personalities, uh, you had uh, several appointees to various boards and commissions that was part of a TIF agreement at the State House to get agreement from other taxing bodies to put some of the members of those taxing bodies onto City of Springfield boards and commissions. Confused? Well, when you work in personalities, it also gets a little... Uh, a, a, a little confusing as well, uh, because there was concern that some of the members that were being appointed weren't there last night to answer questions, and we've heard about this over and over again for weeks on end. Alderman Fulgenzi saying he doesn't understand what's going on here, why people are so I, I upset. I just don't understand why this the insistence to have this particular individual come and present himself before the board. A couple of the individuals are uh, Brian McFadden, uh, an administrator out at the county building, also uh, Joe Alio, uh, another county official wanting to get on a city uh, board and commission. Uh, here's Alderman Fulgenzi. I mean, if, if we want to have him be here, we ought to put it in our rules that this is what they have to do. But he says that's not the case. Alderman Williams says that he needs to have some questions answered. So I have conflict-type issues. Uh, uh, Brian McFadden, not an ordinary citizen. He holds positions that could sway one way or the other economic decisions that might be contrary to what... The what we do on economic development. I don't want you to think that it's personal. It's that they should respect us enough to come so I can ask them about their views on certain things. So ultimately, they did pass those appointments. Uh, and again, it was all part of an agreement to get them on board with extending TIFs at the State House. Uh, so uh, still some concerns there, but that ultimately did pass. Uh, we thought that there would be uh, movement on that measure to restrict pedestrians on the roadways and in particular, if they're jumping out in the middle of traffic to try to panhandle, here's how that went down last night. Talked about uh, move for discussion, I guess. Well, it's not ready. If it's not ready, the, let's hold the, it.
It's not ready. Here's uh, Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel. A uh, request has been made that we go back and take a look at also traffic counts. In other words, uh, maybe intersections in excess of a certain number, like 10 or 20,000. So we are in the process of doing that. We so we've been waiting for this thing to, to move for months, months upon months, if not years, uh, and, and crafting it and trying to appease those who have concerns about civil liberties and so on. Uh, but Alderman Hanauer, he's, he's, he's fed up with the process here. We can't even do a simple loitering ordinance anymore without getting sued because what they're doing is they're loitering. And we should be able to we should be able to stop that. I'm sorry, but this isn't about panhandling. It's not. It's about safety. People are loitering in areas they should not be loitering in, and we should be able to stop that. So that ordinance was held again. We'll see if it moves forward. Uh, meanwhile, another ordinance deals with purchasing some property, but there's some environmental concerns on that property for a new firehouse. And Alderwoman Conley says she just can't support it. Even as amended this, I feel that there are other locations we should be considering. Um, all due respect to the, to the chief. I think that the uh, extenuating circumstances around the environmental status of this property um, make it inappropriate for the city to be purchasing so uh it's not just the the purchase of the land it's the environmental remediation that's going to have to happen that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars and also the the possible impacts to firefighter health if they're you know having to stay on property that has environmental issues uh chief blau responds we will find another place to do it um but i i would prefer to to put it where I think that it goes best. Alderman Sean Gregory says that uh, if this doesn't move, again, it's in his ward, I believe, and uh, if it doesn't move, then he thinks all the other firehouses that are being planned, three altogether, should just not go anywhere. I, I don't think we should do anything further than any other firehouses or any other fire action until we get this back. And you can hear the passion here in a uh, back and forth he had with Chief Blau last night. So how long do you think that we should wait? As long as we get until we get the honey. Well, you said it'd be about two weeks. Two I'm weeks until we get that back. And so then if if that if it comes back and it's not a prudent place, this this body decides that it's not a prudent we'll place that we want to put it. We move on. So we go to another one and then we gotta wait another six months. Do I look like I'm joking? Stuff. I'm not laughing, I'm not playing, I'm not this is no game to me. I don't I don't know so why, I don't know why, why you're smiling. upset with me. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying upset to explain Go ahead, Chief. I, I don't want to hear wild. Uh, my colleagues are very, very, very... I, I'm, I'm not talking to you. Let me finish. This is why I'm getting a little... Because when my colleague upset gets upset, he never gets upset. The director showed him respect. He stopped when he was talking. So I, I'm just asking for the same thing. Yeah, I got a little uh, uh, upset, but I'm not mad. I respect you. All I'm saying is, is for the community around Harvard Park to the east of 9th Street, we're setting a bad president. I'm not blaming you. I'm just stating my opinion. Alderwoman Conley jumping back in. First of all, I want to say I, I, will, I, I got a notice. I had, we had an email. Um, this has been a long day for you. I understand we had two major fires that include two injured firefighters. So mm -hmm. um, despite all the heat around this council, I know that we all agree that um, our, our residents' safety, our firefighters' safety is, is critical. It really is, and please extend um, our best wishes uh, for recovery to your two firefighters who were injured tonight. Um, I, I do hope that there are, I'm assuming Red Cross is working with the families that were displaced. Okay, good. 
Yeah, so uh, that story that you've been you've been hearing about all morning is uh, fire um, with three townhomes, maybe total losses, but a couple of firefighters injured in that. Uh, so um, hopefully they do uh, recover quickly. Uh, meanwhile, you've got comments now from Alderman Hanauer. If any of you had seven-minute response time, eight-minute response time, whatever it is down at down at uh, Piper, you guys would go crazy. And don't tell me you wouldn't. And you should. And he also uh, talked more just about uh, the, the firehouse placements. We need to keep, if we if we stop, guess what? The, all that's going to happen is this whole thing's going to die. The whole thing's going to die. And Alderman Fulgenzi jumping in. It's not just about fires. But I had a gentleman die in my place. And uh, it wasn't from the food. <laughs> but he actually expired. And if it wasn't for the fire department getting there within three and a half minutes, he would have been gone. And he talked about how they uh, they ultimately did bring him back, uh, even though he was clinically dead, I guess. And uh, They paddled him four times at my place and ten more times on the way to the hospital. He still comes in every Saturday. <laughs> and a little bit of levity back and forth, Alderwoman DeCenso. Well, it might be your food. The what? It might be your food. I can't hear you. But it might be your food. Okay, I didn't hear you. They're greasy and they're good. I love it. <laughs> uh, here's uh, Alderman uh, Redpath. I would like to pass it with the contingency, and that way we, that way, we're still moving forward. And an extended council roundup here on WMAY. After a more than four-hour meeting last night, before we do get to these final clips here, I want to definitely highlight that uh, the city council did take a moment of silence for Dick Hart, uh, known as the most knowledgeable person in Springfield on Springfield history. He passed away, uh, and also former city treasurer and teacher Judy Madonia passing away in the past week. Uh, so the city council wanted to definitely take a moment of silence uh, in, in honoring the memory of those two uh, individuals, leaving a lasting legacy in Springfield. So uh, last night also you had uh, unfinished business. Can't believe we made it all the way through up to this point. But uh, Alderwoman Purchase talking about block parties that have been popping back up. Mayor, I know that we have a pop-up party task force, and this weekend we had um, over several pop-up parties that occurred. And uh, they had uh, the police there to address this a bit last night. The message we sent, you know, both with our enforcement action that night and the press release yesterday is that we're not going to tolerate these parties. Um, the traffic stops that occurred as a result of these parties moving around throughout the city, I think they probably touched somewhere in everyone's ward. Um, you may not have been aware of it uh, because we did not let it sit and grow to the size that it was um, last year and previous years. And uh, continuing on, Alderwoman Purchase saying that, uh, you know, she understands you can't necessarily reveal all the tactics used. Yeah, and I know we can't openly discuss every plan of action that we have. This is not the place or format for it. So I just wanted to make sure that, we, that everyone knew it was an urgency for the police department and the pop-up task force party uh, task force to get together as soon as possible. So uh, you may hear a lot more about that in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, that's your council roundup. Four plus hours last night. My gosh. When I opened up that file, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't believe we got through the most of it.
Um, but uh, again, a lot covered last night. We didn't even touch on Alderman Hanauer's uh, pool ordinance requiring six months for a pool to be installed instead of it going on for a year or more. Uh, and uh, we also uh, could have heard more about the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes at the beginning of the meeting. Uh, so that's exciting. They actually got a new liquor license that was approved last night. Uh, there was just so much other stuff talked about. I mean, the citizens addressing the council. 